This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs live here. Face off to the right of Shalgren. And the draw won by Toronto and Nylander breaking down the center ice area, trying to muscle his way in. Got in over the line, got to look for a pass for Sandine, but it was intercepted. And now a breakaway opportunity. Carlson in a goal scores! Sharks win it in overtime when Nylander trying to find Sandine and the San Jose Sharks win the game in overtime by a score of four to three second overtime win for the Sharks. that's how it ended painful as it is four three the Sharks win over the Leafs and so the road trip that was supposed to be a turning point hasn't been one so far but we'll go over that Jim Taddy and Frankie Corrado with you uh, Frankie see what do you make of this performance tonight um another one Jimmy where like it, it's weird to come out here and say it's not the best performance I mean yeah we know that but but what is it exactly that makes it not a great performance by the Maple Leafs is it the bad start yeah sure is it too many penalties that is definitely involved in it. Um, it's nice to get Matthews on the board. It's nice to get Marner on the board. Um, I think in the third period, they played better. They showed signs of life, but it's just not there yet for a complete 60 minutes. We're still not seeing that smothering, kind of suffocating efforts that we see from the Maple Leafs when they're playing at their best. So there's there's a little more to be desired. There's a, there's glimpses here and there of what this team can be, uh, but ultimately there's there's just something missing right now. Okay, so so let's go back to that stat that I threw out uh, where they, they've only, in eight games, only had the lead after the first period once. So this is how you would describe, and you hope it changes, but this would be how you would describe Leaf teams of the past, and certainly it applies to this one. If they're not controlling the scoreboard, if they're chasing the scoreboard, they're not the same team. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, yeah, I could say that's, that's pretty accurate. And, um, but they haven't had much of the lead to play with. I think last year during November, we, we got to see the Leafs play with oh. the lead a lot. And that yeah. was when we, we, we kind of saw them turn into, or what we thought they were turning into, um, this, this really, um, defensively sound team that could lock it down and win 2-1 games and be okay with that. And I think that was such a talking point um, yeah. throughout the fans and the media. It's like, whoa, this team, you know, they went from the run-and-gun, high-octane offense team to they're okay with winning 2-1 and they're going to lock it down. And, um, you know, I, I, while I don't think they're giving up a ton, like when I watch them play, it's not like they're giving up two-on-ones and breakaways. You know, there's, there's the one-offs where that happens, but, you know, it's it's not a regular occurrence. Um, they're just they're they're not producing offense at the, at the rate that I they probably would have thought at this point. Yeah, and I just you know I'm going to throw this out here. This type of game, and in fact, all the games that that we're we're um, you know that are losses here, they've got to learn how to win these games. I mean that yeah. that's really that really speaks to problems they have in the playoffs because they can't win these games. Well, and and these games, they're the games that they're losing are against. Teams that were lower in the standings last year. Like, I understand Vegas. Yeah. Vegas is a very good team, and they're supposed to be a good team. They weren't supposed to be a bad team last year, but you lost to Montreal. They were 32nd last year. 
You lost to Arizona. They were 31st. You just lost to San Jose. They were 22nd last year. So you're losing to poor teams, teams that you should have no business losing to. Um, Listen, it's an 82-game season. All these points are going to matter. There's not going to be the big discrepancy in the Eastern Conference the way it was last year where there's, there's you know, the eighth team that gets into the playoffs has 30 points on the ninth-place team. We're seeing Ottawa. We're seeing Detroit. We're seeing Buffalo. Montreal's better than they were. Like, there's, there's, there's teams closing the gap to the top teams. Um, and that makes these points that you're leaving on the table way more valuable, especially as the season gets going. Okay, we've got to cram in some commercial breaks because it's late at night and we got to get out of here at a, at a respectable hour, so we'll come back and, and sum it up even further. This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs game night, Jim Taddy and Frankie Corrado with you. Uh, Leafs lose 4-3 in San Jose in overtime. Carlson gets the game winner on a breakaway, which is kind of a typical overtime goal. You have an opportunity at one end. Uh, nice turned over. Boom. That was yeah, a late like, of the he, races. He, he turned back the clock tonight, Eric Carlson. Three points on the night, and that was a great oh, move. Good. Like That'll be on the highlight reels. My boy Adam Scully will have that on <laughs> the highlight of the night sports center in the morning for you. Could have had several other goals earlier in the game. Um, so, so let me ask you this. Let's go down this road. Let's go back to the pregame. You know, you changed the lineup. Uh, what was your assessment of the forward changes? Did they work? Um, yes and no. I, I, I think the fourth line was pretty good tonight. I thought David Camp had a really strong game. I, th- I think Zach Aston Reese played well. Uh, Pierre Engvall was Pierre Engvall. I mean, was it a better game than he's played in the past? Yeah, like I'll give him credit for that. There's still, I just want to see a little more edge, a little more sandpaper. I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, I, I think the fourth line had a pretty good game. For me, the third line lacked a little identity. I think Michael Bunting had a strong game. I think Kali Yarncroft. He might not be as effective at center than he is on the wing. He might be more of a winger, so yeah. he might be getting thrust into that center position, and um, that might not be putting him in a, a in a great spot to succeed. But you know what? Like like they're they're at least like he's trying. Like he's doing he's doing stuff for the team uh, in that regard. The second line struggled tonight. That was that was a line that struggled. I think Willie um, and Tavares. Out of position at times, turning over the puck at times. Nick Robertson out muscled on on battles at times. I think it was a struggle for them. the The highlight for me is you know Matthews scores, Marner scores. They were creative. They they did a good job of establishing themselves in the offensive zone, and they got they got rolling around the O zone, which we know they love doing. And then they they get creative from there. Um, so for me, Jimmy, it was the first line. And the fourth line that was that was leading the way for the Leafs tonight. Okay, I just you know I started looking for a, a theory on when you start moving bodies around in the lineup and, and it and it doesn't you know I think you're looking for for more out of people that were inserted reinserted into the lineup tonight, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. And any time you come yeah. out of the lineup. You you and you get back in. You want to assert yourself, and you want to show that hey, I don't want to leave the lineup anymore. And um, that's that's kind of the way it goes. So you know, Dennis Malgin kind of stands out for me as that guy. It's like man, you you've been out of the lineup. Someone's kind of come in and done your job. You're getting in a, a in a position now on the third line to show that you know you can play with these guys. And I don't know, it just kind of leaves a little more to be desired. Um, but at the same time, 
Is he a third-line player? Like, do you think he fits in on the third line, or do you think he's one of those guys that has to play higher in the lineup in order to be successful? Here's where players like that, um, they kind of make it or break it, right? So if if you think you're a, a top-six player and that's where you can su- succeed in the lineup, that's fine. But you really have to be skilled. Like, you have to be exceptional if you're going to be one of those guys that doesn't move lower than the second line. Um, and then if you are a guy who's going to be okay playing in the third line, fourth line roles, well, there's a certain identity that comes with, and there's a certain role that comes with playing in that position. And, you know, you need to be a little bit more busy on the ice. You got to be hounding pucks. You got to find ways to create momentum for your team. You're not going to get all the offensive zone starts. There's, you know, you have to really go and attack it, really go and take it. And, you know, maybe he's he's in that kind of middle ground where, yeah, you're skilled. You know, you're skilled enough to play in the top six, but you're not too skilled that we can never take you out of that top six. And maybe, you know, you're not as busy on the ice to play in the bottom six. It's a, it's a weird middle ground, and it happens to a lot of players in the league. Well, I like that term, middle ground, because I, I think it's it's less the case this year, but they still have players in, uh, on the bottom part of that uh, forward unit that project the way you say that that they probably think they should be playing up higher, but th- but that's not going to happen on this team. No, it, it's there's not. Just no, there's no room up there. So, I, I, you know, to, to me, to, to make a name for yourself in this team, you'd be a hardworking guy on the third or fourth line, and, and you'd have to leave some physicality on the ice, not every shift, but but a lot of the time, because that's 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 the missing element on this team. It's funny, right? Because when you look around the league and you see certain guys, and I'm not talking about a guy like Tom Wilson because that's he's one of one, right? Like, but but teams yeah. have young players who are hungry to establish themselves in the league, and a lot of times how they do that is exactly what you're talking about. You're that young kid who plays lower in the lineup, and you have a physical element. You work, 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 um, and you kind of become this guy who your teammates really love and really want to rally around because you do so much grunt work for the team. It's like, how can you not root for this guy? And when I look at the Maple Leafs, they have guys like that, but they're they're older guys. It's Cal Clifford, it's Wayne Simmons. Yeah. I mean, those those guys have been around. They they've established themselves. They're on they're on the back half of what they're trying to do. For the younger guys, I mean, yeah, like I know we talk about them all the time here, and and not for great reasons a lot. But Pierre Engvall, that could be yeah. you. Like that, I, I understand yep. you make two million dollars, but that could be you. Could be that guy because you're built that way, and you can just gain so much respect. Um and 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 so much admiration from fans and teammates alike. If you just buy into playing that way and not have a, a quote unquote identity crisis of what you are as a player, um. So you know, I, I think Engvall is in a different situation than Malgin. Engvall's a bigger body. Malgin's a smaller body. He he really is in that middle ground. Uh, but Zach Aston Reese is a guy. Hey, you're you're coming to your you know you're in your third organization now. Uh, you're on a contract close to a league minimum. Do you want to stay at that, or do you want to make more money, or do you want you know do you want more of a profile in the league? Like there's another guy who can really establish himself. Nicholas Obey Kubel won a Stanley Cup last year. I know he didn't play tonight, 
but you won a Stanley Cup last year. You're on a one-year deal with Toronto at $1 million. Which way do you want that to go? Do you want to be making two, two yeah. and a half, or do you want to be a sub-1 million guy? Because it can go either way. So, you know, I, I think as the season gets going, we'll see who kind of realizes that and who can harness that in. Uh, but there's, like like we keep saying, there's opportunities here for young players on this Toronto Maple Leafs team to really establish their game um, in a positive way. Yeah, situation cries out for what we used to call a heart and soul guy, but we're, we're still looking. 4-3, the Sharks win over the Leafs. This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs Game Night, Jim Taddy, Frankie Corrado with you. 4-3, San Jose wins in overtime. Frankie C., Austin Matthews, interesting comment post game. Yeah, and it's kind of like what we've been talking about, right? Like where he's saying things seem a little stagnant, and he's saying offensively it's one and done. And that's that's kind of what I'm referring to when I say that the Leafs aren't smothering teams and something they were doing so well last season. And listen, when you watch the Leafs play, they're trying hard. Like these guys are working hard. It's just not going their way. And I've been in this position as a player and you kind of start looking externally for all these different signs as to why this is happening and how it's happening and how we can fix it. Sometimes it's just you play a sport for a living with a lot of different variables at a lot of different times, and it's it's just not going to go your way all the time. And right now the Leafs are in that. And sometimes when you're in that, it feels like it's never going to end. And more likely more more likely than not it's not going to be one of those things where it's like you flip a switch and away you go and everything's great it's like you got to really push through it it's like you're in the trenches i, I don't maybe that's a little drastic bite right but you you get what i'm trying to say and then yeah. it, it it can get to a point where it's like one step forward two steps back or one step forward one step back eventually you you will get to where you're trying to go but for the leafs right now it's tough sledding. It's not what they want to be, you know, it's not what they want to be feeling after games. Um, but they're like, there's the only way to go for them right now is through it. And I think they need to face the adversity head on. Watch the video sessions. Like if you're a player right now, you got to be asking the coach for the iPad so you can watch your shifts and see what's going on. Like where can you gain an edge? Get the skills coach on the ice for you. Is there something you can be doing better with your shot or protecting the puck? Like there's there's all kinds of different tools and resources you have as a player, especially in this organization with the Maple Leafs where you have so many of these resources and tools at your disposal. Um I, I think it's you know, it's it's gonna be tough, but they're they have to face it head on. Well, one step forward was the one in Winnipeg and the two steps back are in Vegas and San Jose. I mean that Winnipeg game was yeah, you know, pretty good effort yeah. there. I mean, that was a really good team victory. It was right, I, I, and the yeah, best game of the year. Totally, and and you think coming out of that, it's like okay, we found our rhythm, we found our our groove, and you can play with a little swagger. And I think swagger is a great word to describe what what these guys are missing right now, right? Like when you play with swagger, you're so confident. You kind of skate around with your chest puffed out, and you just think, yeah, I know I'm going to win, and that's I know I'm going to score goals, and that's how the Leafs kind of played through a lot of the regular season last year, especially when they had injuries and they had goaltender issues and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get our wins. And um, it's not going that way this year. And you, you can feel it. It, it kind of, it comes across as a little bit deflated, um, which is, you know, it, it's, it's a very good team. It's a very talented team. So it, it shouldn't feel that way right now. 
Well, so I always say this when I'm covering basketball, individually and collectively, the team does not have confidence, does it? No, no, and that's exactly it, right? No confidence. And how do you get confidence, right? When, and I think David Quinn had a quote uh, during the game or, or this yeah. morning, during morning skate, it was like, well, I can't go to CVS and get you a confidence pill. And yes, David Quinn, you are correct. You can't do that. But what can you do? I don't know. You can You can do something to help facilitate that for your players, whether it's, I don't know, working with them after practice, before practice, during practice. Can you keep things light? Can you make coming to the rink fun for these guys, even though you're losing? Because ultimately, I know it sucks, and I know you need to wear losses to a certain degree, but if you're miserable going to the rink every single day, you're not going to have confidence either. It's like you're you're living in this world where there's a dark cloud hanging over you every single day. So yes, confidence comes from within, and confidence comes with time. Eventually, these guys will get rolling. Eventually, they will find their groove, and they will get confidence, and they will get going. But for right now, they're going through the mud, and they're going to have to get through it. Frankie C., take the rest of the night off. I'm going to say this. Uh, good night and good morning to you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is Leafs Game Night at TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The out-of-town scoreboard is brought to you by Maple Toyota. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota and check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It is time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. Everything's done. Boston defeated Detroit 5-1. Montreal 3-2 over the Sabres. Minnesota 4-2 over the Senators. Flyers 4-3 over the Panthers. It was the Predators 6-2 over the Blues. Hawks got by, or sorry, the Hawks were defeated by the Oilers. Edmonton wins 6-5. Uh, Dallas Stars win 2-0 over Washington. Seattle loses to Vancouver 5-4. The Jets get by the Kings 6-4. In our game, of course, the Sharks win it by a score of 4-3. Our next live broadcast on TSN 1050 tomorrow night. The Raptors at home to Philadelphia. Our next Leaf broadcast will be Saturday as the Leafs visit the LA Kings. Thanks for joining us on Leafs Game Night at TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network.